0: Here all of our previously aired
1: broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. And here we go, one of our newest hosts on the board on on the network, not the board. We're on the board now. <laughs> on the switchboard, that is. And she's here, Jessie B., Living in the Light. She's got a great topic for you today. Let's bring her on to reintroduce herself, her show,
0: and what's up. Welcome back, Jessie. Hi, Nicole. Thanks. I hope uh, everything's been well with everyone the last month. My how time has flown. Uh, today's topic is one that is near and dear to my heart but I know before that you want me to reintroduce myself so um, as Nicole said I am Jesse B and this is living in the light I am a spiritual healer and um, life coach in the Pacific Northwest and I specialize in spiritual awakenings and um intuitive readings so uh, i'll talk a little bit more about that at the end but let's uh let's dive right in as i said today's show is going to be about animals and spirits and um i don't know about the rest of you but i have a real affinity for animals and probably have in many lifetimes probably have been animals in many lifetimes um but yeah, as we go through the show today, if you have questions or comments, please feel free to either email us at ontheair at or call in at 646-595-274. So the first animal and spirit I want to talk about is animal guides. We all have animal guides, whether we know it or not. Um, And what they are 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 individual animals or animal groups that have agreed to come and help humans in their spiritual evolution. Um, They can be guides that are with you for a lifetime, only to work on a specific thing, or with you for many lifetimes. Um, I have a real um, good group of animal guides in the crows so much so that I actually have an entire murder of crows that lives in the trees behind my house and so they visit me all day every day and sit outside my window and chat at me as uh, as I need them to so those are pretty fantastic creatures, and if you've ever had a chance to communicate with a crow, highly recommend it. Um, They help us by bringing us wisdom. They are far more profound, I find, than anything I could ever think of. Um, they also bring attributes of the animal that they are. So, um, for example, my crows are always showing me how working with your like-minded group makes everybody stronger. And, and that's something i tend to forget i try to go it alone and and um and so they're always reminding me of that and that would be an aspect of or an attribute of crows they also help us see different perspectives so seeing something through the eyes of a different species can be really no pun intended eye-opening Uh, but can also give us uh, an entirely new perspective to something that we've been working on or struggling with um, that we wouldn't get working with any other spirit guide. Um, And then they can also show up as a means of safety and protection. Uh, I don't have a good example of that because um, I think... When that happens, it happens in the moment, and then people tend to forget about it. But if you've got an example of that, I'd love to hear it. Uh, So there are many ways that we can meet an animal guide. They can show up in real life, in our dreams. Um, We can see them repeatedly all over. Um, or on television we can hear them Um, we may find things that represent the animal such as you know finding feathers or um, antlers if it was a deer or something or seeing an animal that's way way out of place would be another sign that an animal guide is near Um, as you start to notice the animals that show up repeatedly in your life, uh, you can start to work with them. So you can start to call on them when you need to develop some aspect of theirs. Um, Dolphins are all about fun. And so I've had several clients that have chosen to work with animals and spirit uh, or dolphins and spirit as a way to bring more fun and joy into their life. Um, dolphins are masters at that and more than happy to help. Um, you can also call on them when you're working with animals yourself. So if you're an animal communicator, you probably have several animal spirit guides that you work with. If you are a vet or work in the vet industry, um, more than likely you've got several animal spirit guides that are working with you. And if you've got animals yourself, I mean, oftentimes they are real guides and they, they live their whole life with us as a way to help guide us. Um, they're also great to call on when you're on a spiritual journey and you need a companion. I've had lots of uh, animal companions show up with the clients that I work with that are starting their spiritual journey. Um, and then they they just bring us messages that we need to remember. So I have one client who's uh, working on... spiritual awakening journey and um, we did a exercise which um, to meet an animal guide and what showed up for him was an elk and the message that the elk gave him was about being part of the herd and not being a lone wolf and then the beautiful part of that was not only was that a message that he needed to hear that day, later on throughout the day, he started getting messages and texts from people that and friends that he hadn't heard from in a long time, just letting them know how much they were glad that he was a part of his life. And that was a little bit of elk magic showing up in his life to help reinforce the message that, that they gave him. I thought it would be really fun if we did a little guided meditation so that anybody listening that wants to can meet one of their animal spirit guides. So if you're driving, don't do this. But if you are in a spot where you can, go ahead and get comfortable. And start to turn within. Take a deep breath in and out, and in and out, and really just get comfortable. Cancel out the worries of the world, just release them, let them be. And now, let's take a little journey, and I want you to notice that we're in a forest, and there's a path, and let's walk down the path. And just notice the sounds of the forest. Notice the trees. Maybe you can hear the sound of leaves under your feet as you walk. And we're not in a hurry. We're just here to experience whatever's coming in for us. And as we follow the path through the forest we come to a clearing. And this clearing is a beautiful grassy field. We can hear the ocean off in the distance. We can see beautiful mountains as we look through the clearing. And we can hear the sound of a beautiful bubbling creek. And as we look around, we can start to feel that there are some animals. And they're off, still in the woods, waiting for us to get settled into this place. And notice that there are two rocks. Go ahead and take a seat on one of the rocks. And as you sit there, feeling in total peace and harmony, invite whichever animal would like to come forward to meet you today, to go ahead and do so, and to come and sit with you on the other rock. Notice what this animal is, how they look, if they have anything with them, is there more than one? Just notice those things. And when you're ready, greet this animal and thank them for showing. And you may ask them at this point what they've chosen to come here to tell you today. And as they're speaking to you, feel free to ask.
1: Dear, we lost her <laughs> right in the middle of a process. Oh my goodness! Hopefully she's calling back in. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, uh, we are kind of in the middle of the show, living in the light with Jesse B, who is uh, new on the network and who just teleported out into a different plane of existence right in the middle of a process. So we're hoping she's calling back. Uh, in the meantime, let's put on some thriller audio for you to enjoy while we go and see where she went.
0: am. Can you hear
1: me? Yep, we can hear you now. Yeah, right in the middle of a process. We just, we, you floated away.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, clearly, the animals had a different uh, idea of what was supposed to happen. So, uh, hopefully, everybody <laughs> had a really great and long conversation with their animal guide.
1: <laughs> I hope so. That well, um, was lovely.
0: Well, good. Good. Um, so, if anybody would like to share what they got, I would love to hear it. And again, you can call in at 646-595-4274 or email us at ontheair at uh, And while we're waiting for anybody that wants to share, do you have anybody? Sorry, it sounded like you were going to say something, Nicole? Uh, no we
1: we everyone's just opening okay. and it uh, was just participating
0: um, all right yeah so I'm going to share a story about a um, animal guide that showed up in a very unexpected way when I was taking my uh, medical intuition training medical intuitive training uh, I was working with a fellow classmate And uh, we were working on how on a process that was was part of the program. But we were also having a discussion about what kind of healers we wanted to be. And and as we were talking, I kept hearing this tapping sound, which is not super unusual because the crows, as I mentioned before, like to come and visit and we have a skylight at our house and, and they tap on it occasionally. But this was like really persistent. And I even mentioned to this classmate who is also a good friend of mine, um, man, the crows are really busy today. And uh, and we continued to talk and we were on the phone for about an hour and a half and it was almost constant um, especially towards the end when I finally decided to get up and figure out going on because it was so persistent and I looked at our skylight no crows and so I followed the sound around the house and I ended up at our fireplace and at the time we had this fireplace insert and and sure enough that's where this, this tapping sound was coming from. And I was like, gosh, what is that? And I was still on the phone actually with my friend. And I couldn't see in because the, it needed to be cleaned. And anyway, and so I finally got a flashlight, shone it in, and staring back at me was a great northern flicker, which, um, for those of you that don't know, is a woodpecker. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And they're kind of big birds. And I thought, oh, my gosh, how the heck did he even get in there? And as soon as I saw him, he tapped on the glass again. And so now I'm totally forgotten what my friend and I were talking about. Now I'm just concerned that I have this flicker stuck in my fireplace and and what to do about it. And I'm like, I can't open the doors because then he'll be flying around in my house and and so i i'm like and who do you call I, I was going through all of these things and it never even occurred to me to stop and ask hey maybe he's here trying to give me a message so as i'm in semi panic mode about how to get him out of my fireplace and and worried that he could get hurt or or die or whatever and finally i come up with a plan um had called my neighbors to sort of help and anyway and and i go to finally open the doors to my fireplace and he's gone so he'd been there for several hours and now just gone like was never even there and so I was partially relieved because I wasn't sure if my plan was even going to work to get him out of there. But then I sat down and I thought, okay, that was really odd. What is it that he's trying to tell me? And I realized that he was the most persistent in his, when we were talking about what kind of healer we wanted to be and how we didn't, we didn't really like the methods that a lot of people were out there using but that we didn't really know what method we were going to use for ourselves and and so I decided okay I'm gonna meditate I'm gonna see what what was the message that that this flicker had for me so as I did this the message that I received was that I needed to uh, follow the beat of my own drum, which is actually a pretty great message when you think about it, and that I was going to be able to figure out the best path forward to me by staying true to who I was. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that was just one example I I've had several very odd experiences with animals that one right up there Um, another time I was um, driving and a coyote was on the side of the road and started running alongside my car and I was so surprised (laughs) that I couldn't even speak to the passenger. All I could do was just point and go, ah, 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 because I was just so amazed that here was this coyote. Um, and we were in a very um, spiritual place at the time when we were driving, and, and uh, we were on Native uh, reservation land in the middle of Oregon, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And that was a, a wonderful message. A lot of times people will ask me, so, okay, so I've had this animal guide and I've been working with them and, um, but I don't always understand what it is that they're trying to tell me or, or why they're here. So there's a couple of really great books, um, that I like to use and, uh, one is called Animal Speak by Ted Andrews and this one is, um, you know, attuning to your spirit animal guides, um, and then discovering what their powers are, and and um, it's a it's a good book. But my absolute favorite book is Animal Spirit Guides by Stephen Farmer. Now it doesn't have every animal in it, but it does have a lot of them, including. I believe it has my flicker in it. Um, and it gives you some good information. So if you're just getting into this and you don't know quite yet how to um, figure out what it is that the animal is trying to tell you or why they may be showing up for you, then um, I would highly recommend either one of these two books. So Animal Spirit Guides by Stephen Farmer or animal speak by Ted Andrews are great books to get you started but once you've done that i always tell people really also look for yourself go into meditation like i did and and see what further message there might be from from this animal and and how they might be willing to help you Another um, great thing that happens with animals in spirit is that it's often how our loved ones choose to let us know, our departed loved ones, let us know that they're still around. Um, You know, I've... I've had so many clients and friends and um, acquaintances tell me that, um, you know, oh, my, my father just died and now I'm seeing cardinals everywhere or my grandmother passed away and even though it's winter, there are butterflies all over my yard. And I, you know, that tells me that she's there. And so, oftentimes, that that will be a way that a loved one can communicate that they're near. And I think it's really beautiful that that they often pick an animal as a way to let people know that they're there. I have a when my grandfather passed away, I used to find white feathers just sporadically in my car, around the house, out when I was running errands and stuff. And I just always knew that that was him showing up and letting me know that he was nearby. So the other portion of animals and spirit that I get asked about a lot are animals when they cross over so our pets right Um, people will often contact me when their pets are towards the end of their life and they haven't passed over yet um, because they're concerned about it and they're concerned that they'll never be able to speak to them again or or however the mechanism is that they contact me And, and so I um, have come to learn that our pets have a much better understanding of the dying process and they don't actually fear death the way that we do. They don't fear it as an ending, but rather just a different phase of their existence. And so um, that is really I find to be very comforting that that they they have a fuller understanding of of death and spirit and and rebirth than than we tend to um, maybe because they don't let all of that intellect get in their way. Um, they also have. Um, very definite ideas about how they want their departure to go or the circumstances of it. And they often orchestrate it, um, especially, especially when they know that we can't help or if it would be really difficult for us. So I had a client that, uh, dog passed away recently. And, um, and he was an older dog and they were very surprised by it he he got ill one day and when they took him to the vet he was riddled with cancer and and they had to make the very difficult decision to let him go peacefully and not prolong his suffering and so they they contacted me afterwards To talk to them about it and the beautiful beautiful message that that their dog gave them was that he he knew that he was dying a year before he was dying but he wanted them to have one last perfect summer and so that's exactly what happened they they did all sorts of stuff with him that summer, and they took him all sorts of places and and they did things that they normally wouldn't do, and they didn't understand why they were doing it, but they just did it and They had a fantastic summer with him and and got to do all of the things that that he wanted to do before his time came and Then he basically said that. He, when it was his time, he he then showed the symptoms of his illness, knowing that even though this difficult decision laid ahead of them, that they would do what needed to happen. And for that, he was very grateful. But he also knew that if they had had to watch him get sicker and sicker and sicker, that they would not have been able to handle that. And so he chose his departure in such a way that while it was very difficult would be the easiest way for them. And he told us this in such a loving way. I was just so moved. And even now I'm very, very moved by it. He was such a loving soul. Um, I had a very, very special dog who also uh, succumbed to a long bite uh, battle with cancer. And she was just pure love when she was here. Um, And then after she crossed over, she's been working with me ever since. So she works with me when I do animal readings. She sometimes works with me with people as well. But she came to me uh, the day after she died, and we had a very long conversation about what happens when animals cross over. Because I'd always been very curious, and uh, and what she explained to me was that they do a life review, just like people, and um, and then they spend time healing. And feeling the love and light. And and that is, there's no set time because time is not the same in the spirit realm as it is experienced by us. And that, you know, can take however long it needs to take. But there's no rush. There's no um, parameters on it. And the soul just takes the time that it needs, and then they they go to what she calls school, and um, and this is where they learn about things, and and she's tried to explain it to me, and I I just don't in my poor human mind, I just can't quite understand all of the things they can do in school but they go to school of what they learn there though is the karmic lessons that they still want to work on um, and whether or not that how quickly that can be done so if they choose to reincarnate or not then um, that affects that timeline of working through that karma and then they get the choice of whether or not they want to reincarnate or not and so in in my beautiful violet's case she's chosen so far not to reincarnate because she's chosen to work with me and apparently others um as spirit and so um one of the things that she's done that's think is so beautiful is whenever I have a friend or a family member whose pet has recently passed, whether I know it or not, she always brings them forward to me with a message for their family, which I always think is so sweet. Um, and recently my neighbor's, uh, I believe she was 17-year-old cat, passed away and they told me that they were taking her to the vet and I immediately, Violet came in with their wonderful um, cat and gave me a message and I was really sort of struggling as to whether or not I was going to tell them because it seemed too soon it seems like it just didn't i just wasn't sure what to do because i also really don't want to deliver messages to people if they're not ready to hear them or they haven't asked me um it's one of the ethical ethos that i follow so i didn't say anything but i had this message and she my neighbor texted me and said, "You know, we we've had to put her down. She's gone. Um, I'm feeling really lost. Could you ask Violet to talk to her?" And I said, "Well, funny <laughs> you should say that, because she already has." And and so we kind of chuckled about that. And then I can, and then I delivered the message that I had received. And um, the next day. I saw I saw my neighbors and she said you have no idea how important it was for me to hear that message when you gave it to me and it actually gave me a lot of peace so that I was able to sleep that night and uh beautiful is that how beautiful is it that our animals are so connected to us and so willing to work with us that even after their physical body is gone, they've decided that they still want to be able to communicate with us and that they're still trying to help us and still trying to be a part of our lives even after they've crossed the veil. I I just find that so so loving and so heartwarming because, you know, we're all going to die. Our animals are going to die. But to know that, that there's still that bond and that they still want to be connected to us, I just find so, so beautiful. So those are a lot of the ways that um, animals can be in spirit And another thing that tends to happen, especially after they've crossed over, is that you will see them in real life. So I've had numerous clients and friends tell me I was driving my car and there was somebody walking down the street with their dog, and I looked over and I swear it was my dog. Am I crazy? And to that, I say, absolutely, you are not crazy that that actually probably was your drop, your dog. And I like to call that the drop in. And so they just drop in for a moment, enough for you to see them and, and then they're gone again. Um, another thing is a lot of times people will tell me, I swear I hear their, their, their tags jangling or. I know I, it sounds crazy, but I swear I hear their feet pads in the hallway. Or I swear I saw them out of the corner of my eye and when I look there's nothing there and, and I want to affirm for anyone that's had those experiences that those experiences absolutely are real. Those really did happen. Your animals were there. They did come and visit you, and um, and the next time it happens, take the time and acknowledge them and see if you get any sort of message, because they're really close at that point. the The veil is very thin, and and you might have an opportunity to do that. So. Um, I could talk about a lot more stories. I'm just wondering if we have anybody who's, uh, sent us any emails or has any questions because I'm happy to answer any questions or look into anything for someone regarding animals and spirit. So an, another oh do we have somebody? Sorry,
1: we do. I've got a question and a comment. Um, just wanted okay. to jump in there. The, the uh, coyote experience you had. I had that exact same thing, but it was right in a heavily populated, like high density traffic area at noon uh-huh. during the day. Uh-huh. It was really strange. It was running with my car. What did you? Yeah. What did you um, ascertain that? The meaning was behind that one
0: well at that time I hadn't actually like started doing this work so I didn't look into it at that time but since then when I when I've heard this happen to other people uh, the message that I get is that good um, miracles are nearby So mm, I guess I ask. would ask you. Yeah, I, I guess I would ask you if anything miraculous or magical happened to you shortly thereafter. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of know, those. It's hard to <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's
1: going yep. quite a few years, so um, mm-hmm. I don't recall specifically, but it did feel important.
0: Yeah yeah and that's actually I'm glad you brought that up because that is actually a really um uh, good way to know that that's an animal in spirit if it feels like it was important or like you knew that there was something to it that is a that is a definite sign that is an animal spirit guide so Okay, and you said we had another um, comment or question?
1: So we've got an uh, email from Michelle in Ontario. She's saying that she sees hummingbirds all the time. She's wondering what the significance of that might be.
0: Oh, I, I love it. I see hummingbirds all the time, too. So I find, for me, and I would ask Michelle to discern this for herself, but I find that Hummingbirds represent strength because a lot of people think oh they're this delicate little bird but they can do things that no other birds can do. They can hover. They can, you know, fly backwards. They I mean they are amazing amazing creatures. Um and if you've ever watched them in real life, they are some of the most bold and fiery animals ever. I mean, they will take on anybody and anything. They don't care. And so I find that when they show up a lot, that they're either reminding us to tap into our own strengths, or to use the aspects of them to help us through something. So um the last time that I had sort of unusual hummingbird experiences was when I was in school and um in college and I was having I was studying a lot and um and really that was all I was doing it wasn't really but I was in a very challenging course and I had I used to be much more competitive than I am now. And at that point I had like a 4.0 GPA and I wanted to maintain it, but this class was so challenging. I was having to expend a lot of energy and stuff. And I would have this hummingbird that would come and hover outside my window looking at me. And if I didn't acknowledge them, they would chirp, chirp, chirp until I did. And then they'd fly away. And then over the course of that summer, because it was a summer course, um, they chased everything out of my yard (laughs) that they could find, including my poor dog. Every time he would go out, he'd get dive-bombed by this hummingbird. And I realized that she was showing up to lend me the strength that I needed to maintain my four-point GPA and um, do well in this class. Because as soon as the class was over and I got my grade, she was gone. <laughs> so. Hmm. Yeah, but they're, uh, they're low interesting. Age.
1: I've had that as well um, starting a few mm-hmm. years ago where they just started showing up. and uh, It can be really startling too. They kind of sound like you're about to be murdered by giant bees or something. <laughs> so exactly, not, exactly. You know, I don't know what it is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Um, I will also do this um, for Michelle. I'm going to read to her out of my animal spirit guide book by Stephen Farmer. Um, So it says, if a hummingbird shows up, it means you need to be very flexible with the twists and turns your life will take in the next days. Put more emotional sweetness in your life. You need it. And you're going to. through some very heart-opening kinds of experiences, and you'll quite na- and you you'll quite naturally draw more and more love into your life. Opening. Oh, what happened here? I can't read that word. Okay, uh, the love you have and feel for those important people in your life. So openly express that, and then give yourself the gift of as many flowers as you can. Spread them around your home and enjoy their sight and fragrance throughout the days to come. Um, so the other part of this book, he also says, you know, call on hummingbirds when you need certain things. And so one of the things that it's saying is if you're feeling down and swollen and want to lighten up and have more fun and it's more joy, bring a humming, call on a hummingbird. Um, and I would also add strength. If you're needing strength, call on the hummingbird. Okay, well we've got, you know, a Love couple that. more minutes here. Yeah. Um, do we have any um, other comments? Thank you so much, Michelle. For yeah, we've that. just got
1: one other question here. I just wanted to say to the uh the hummingbirds, um I stopped going outside as much and they found my window
0: <laughs> where they come look at me. Uhhuh. Too. It's really interesting. Yep. <laughs> yeah it seem very They're deliberate very, very, you know? yeah and I think I feel like that's happening more and more to people because i I believe that that they are part of this new earth energy and and they've chosen right. to to sort of help us all see that part of this new earth energy is that joy and just. You know, no limits. I mean, a hummingbird has no limits. They can fly, they can fly across oceans on little or no food. I mean, that's they are amazing, amazing animals. I'm just, Mm. I just love them. Okay, what's our next question?
1: The last question is from Kim in Sedona. She's asking, this probably takes us back to what you were talking about at the beginning. She's asking how uh, she can figure out what her spirit animal is, her main one.
0: Ah, so um, I don't find that we have a main one, as it were. I know some people do subscribe to that belief, but I find that we have whatever we need help with, there is a a spirit animal spirit guide to help us with that so um i know the meditation got cut off but um when the replay is available go ahead and listen to that and listen to it as many times as you want you could even once you've heard it once or twice you can sort of do it in your own head and just see what animals come up i've had ones That only come up to give me a message and then they're gone and I never encounter them again. And then I have others that do come fairly regularly to work on stuff. But one of the questions that you can always ask, and I don't know if I got to it in the meditation or not, is, um, is it that you are here to work with me on? And they'll almost always have have an answer. The other thing is that you can just look at maybe something that's happening in your life at that time that that you've either specifically asked for help on or you've been grappling with and you're not sure what to do and usually if an animal is showing up, that's what they're there to help you work on, so I know we're all we're right. we're now out of time, and I love all the questions well, we are. And Yeah. Thank you so much. So now I will do my shameless self-promotion, even though not my favorite thing, but, you know, here we go. Uh, So (laughs) if you (laughs) if you enjoyed any of this or you were piqued by the fact that I said that I work on spiritual work with people on spiritual awakening um, or increasing their intuitive gifts then please, please look me up, um serenityintuitive.com. You can email me at serenityintuitive at gmail.com. Um, but I would love to animal reading for you, help you find your animal spirit guide. Any of that would be fantastic because, again, this is a real passion of mine in addition to the the spiritual awakening and, um, and I'm always so excited when people can connect with an animal guide because they're just so great. I I don't, I don't even have words, but again, if you, if you want to reach out to me, serenityintuitive.com or serenityintuitive at com. And thank Beautiful. you everybody and we've got today for you all listening. Like
1: Yes, and we've got you all linked up at newsforthesoul.com as well. It was a lovely time today. Thank you for bringing this onto the News for the Soul Airways, and uh, we'll talk to you next month.
0: Great. Sounds good. Looking forward to it.
1: Jesse B., Living in the Light, and we're back with more after this. hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of news for the soul online at newsforthesoul.com now let's get back to the show